1: So if you're ready to fill in the gaps in your business, decrease overwhelm, and finally get all the answers on your membership that you've been looking for, let's dive in. Welcome
0: Welcome to to the the Memberships Mastermind
1: Mastermind Podcast.
0: Podcast.
2: So Kaz, tell us what's going on. Yeah, so I'm in the middle of my founder's launch. I'm technically live launching it next week. And I'm doing that as a five-day launch, as I I mentioned on there, a five-day challenge. And so looking at invite and then seating for the invite, if there's anything to keep in mind and just, yeah, just when I'm building this challenge experience, it's also that the first one for me as well. It's looking at like, what what are the best practices or things to look out for for anyone who's done that? And then my ideal seeker, I call them that, and my ideal avatar, right? My seeker are moms of young kiddos. Cool.
1: So what's what's your membership about and what's the challenge about?
2: Yeah, so it's mental energy and just like being able to be more than a parent. So like you have your kids, but you can have your business too, or just time for yourself, whatever that looks like for you. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a certified professional coach in Core Energy. And so giving them a space to be able to actually have time for themselves amidst having toddlers or babies or you know young school age kids, especially with this school year coming up and the craziness there. Yes. It's like, how do you stay sane? And have an energy that also serves everybody else around you. So yeah. Nice.
1: So ask your questions so that everybody understands and um, then we'll open up to everybody.
2: Yeah. So for anyone, including uh, myself, that's doing a live launch through, for example, a five-day challenge, what are the things to look for as you're building the experience in the ways that you're going to actually invite people to join, right? Like the selling part Mm -hmm. and then seeding along the way before you make your actual invite.
1: Awesome. All right. Anybody have done? Heather. Hey, Heather. Hey.
0: So I'm actually in the middle of a seven-day challenge to launch my reframed membership right now. And what I'm doing to address what you're talking about is, let me just give you a little bit of context because it's a little bit along the lines of what you're doing. So I serve Christian solopreneurs and my focus has shifted this year to like working from a place of rest-fueled productivity through like aligning the way you run your business with God's will and his word. So for those of you that are Christians, that'll make sense for the rest of you. It's okay, but it's along the lines of what you're doing, right? Because you're talking about mamas needing to, to find this rest. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, there's a lot of mindset work in what both you and I do, right? Mm-hmm. And so my challenge is about them grasping the foundational principles so that they can build rest and margin and rhythms of that into their schedule. But that is not the work of seven days, right? Just like your yours is not the work of five days. Mm-hmm. So. Setting the seat of hey, you know, this is this is hard work, your tasks are simple, but this is hard. And the only way you're going to maintain this is through systems and accountability afterwards mm. and the ability to keep having these conversations from people who understand the same principles as you so that you can maintain and continue to move forward and create more margin and more of, of what we've done this week. So that really sets the stage for they've made progress and you can give them tools that, that if they are super motivated and disciplined, they could move on on their own, but that's not 90% of us. 90% of us need somebody to cheer us on, hold our hand, hold us accountable and remind us of these foundational principles that we're learning to make progress in anything. So the whole way through that you're helping them, you're seeding that need for the membership and, and, If you are keeping that challenge community engaged, then they're already starting to get that sense of community and they're chiming in with each other and they're already sharing that struggle and they really don't want to lose that. So it makes it like almost a no-brainer at the end to go ahead and stay for the membership.
3: Well,
2: cool. and then my follow-up question to that and to anyone else who also will share is, I was currently planning on doing it in my current Facebook group. I wasn't going to start one just for the challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm open to either. I was just going to use the engagement I already have in there. Does anyone
0: have any thoughts on that? I wouldn't do it. Like okay. I, I would have a separate pop-up group because you want it to be so focused on the challenge yeah. and everybody going through the same thing. And I don't think you want anything to detract from that. The challenge that comes with that though, sometimes is you know, like how many people do you already have signed up for the challenge? You don't want it to be crickets. Um, like what I did is I had three people who have, cause this is my first time doing this challenge, but I had three people in my membership that I've coached through the membership come in because they've already had success with some of these principles, but they knew they still had more work to do. So I needed to make sure that even if I had a small group, because I had a small audience and that's a whole other story for another day, but I needed to make sure I didn't have crickets, right? I needed to have people that would show up and engage, but everybody in the group is focused on the same thing. And if I had done that in my normal group, there would have been too much noise from other people posting about other things. So I don't think it's a good idea. Although, you know, obviously Paul and Melissa are better at all of these things than I am so
1: no
3: no oh. <laughs> oh, thank you
1: so is any anybody else successful in challenges that they wanted to uh, get yeah
3: some? I can I can share so I also work with parents and I find their brains are so cluttered I have a fairly large Facebook group and I, I the first couple times I did challenges was in there and people were constantly messaging I can't find the post where's the post yeah <laughs> And it just becomes an administrative kind of nightmare for you. So, so the last challenge I did, I did it in a separate pop-up group, but I also was running ads. So I knew I was going to have 4,000 in the challenge, mm-hmm. which was a whole other nightmare. So it's kind of nice to have an intimate group to start with. So what you could do is, you know, get people to join. And once you have whatever your magic number is, if it's 20, then create the Facebook group, right? So you don't feel like you're creating it for three people or if I, I don't know what your numbers look like but I knew I was going to have a lot because of the Facebook ads and it worked very well. And what's nice about it too, is you challenge later for a subsequent launch. And actually it's easier for you to find screenshots of wins. And in the, in the Facebook group, by the way, I use hashtags. So like mm-hmm. winning, like things like that, so that you can, so it's, it becomes a selling mechanism for you later when you redo it. But yeah, I tried both and I do find a separate group makes everyone's life a little easier.
2: Awesome. And how did you, like, where did you see it along the invite before you actually did the invite?
3: well, when did I invite them to the group?
2: I'm sorry, to like the actual sale, like to the next step, the next invite for them to work with you. So like if you had a, a free challenge, right? Or a small paid challenge that then leads them to like that next step with you. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So what I did was I had every, every day of the challenge, I did a, like a video with it. And in the video I would say, so I was broken up based on the same pillars in my membership. Plus, so I'll say in the Raising Adventures Eaters Club, which I'm going to tell you about on Thursday, we also do this that like We Mm -hmm. do more than this. Mm -hmm. And then in my emails, I would say, based on each challenge, I would say, here's an example from the Raising Adventurous Eaters Club of a parent doing this and the success
4: they had. Cool.
1: Thank you. Great. So anybody else? Oh, Tazine.
4: Lots to say. Another really... Hi, I'm Taz. Hi, Kaz. Hi, Um, (laughs) Taz. I get called that sometimes, so, you know, weird animals. (laughs) um, Something that might be a good idea too, depending on how big your group is, but if you want them to engage in the challenge is seed the information or the excitement about maybe something productive that somebody did in challenge day one. So write about it in your group and say it's still not too late to join the challenge if you want to. So what you're doing is you're you're just giving yourself credibility and you're leaning on people that have joined the challenge and just say if you're, if you're still interested in joining – you know send me a private message or click this link or something so you're not actually doing the challenge in your big group but you're reminding people in that group that if they are interested in the challenge especially because you are hoping to market to them and funnel them into your group uh, your paid group that's another way that you could kind of just bring them right around so something I've done as well in the past that works really well because people are like oh what challenge I didn't know about that right because people don't pay attention right we all know you have to hit them on the head seven times at least before they even hear you. So even if they're your even if they're in your group and they're engaging, people are missing things all the time. So we think we're marketing to them like crazy, but really they miss three quarters of what you're talking to them about anyway. So but that's another really good way to do it. So another awesome. idea. Thank you. That's helpful.
1: Marlon? I've I've gone through a few challenges and I guess two things you can think about is one where they did, where they gifted whatever was their offer, Uh, Mm -hmm. let's say it was a course. So basically they got to introduce it early without offering So it gave like a little taste of what was to come for people and people were more receptive as it being a giveaway based upon engagement, or whatever the rules you set of engagement. And then the other one was where, let's say it was five days, maybe they presented the offer on day four. Uh, used five day, day five as objection handling, social proof, any clients who have gone through transformation, any other people who can validate you as a as an authority, and then sometimes they added a bonus date to continue that process.
2: Awesome! Thank you All so right. much. Appreciate it. And
1: thanks for raising your hand, Mark. So do you have any, because yeah. I have a couple of thoughts.
0: I think this was all, I mean, it was all real. I was listening and I was getting some new ideas too. So I mean, the biggest thing with challenges, it's it's whatever the challenge is, it's the next natural step is what your offer is. So, right. And the mindset piece is a big piece. I think that that, what Heather was sharing, getting those objections handled in the challenge, then the next natural step is your offering. So I think mindset's huge. And I think that would be a really, just a nice way to, to ease into that, so. Yeah.
2: Awesome. Thank you.
1: All right. So I'm going to give you a couple thoughts real quick. We always want to keep in mind that everything that we're doing in our funnels is the pre-launch to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So I want you to start reframing everything that you're doing. So yes, the challenge itself is the pre-launch to the thing that you're going to offer. Now, what you do before that in getting people and warming them up is the pre-launch to your challenge.
2: Yep, and I have so you, one on Friday.
1: So, so you need to you need to think of each step as like a pre-launch for the next thing. Mm-hmm. Now they should all be bridging together because a lot of times like, so this is why you'll hear people say, have a longer runway, have a, you know, a look, because what you want to look at is What are the burning desires? Like, that's what the challenge is going to be about, right? Like, what's the burning desires that everybody's always talking about that their problems are, their issues? And like, your challenge is going to solve that hot thing, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what you want to do, though, is in advance, make sure that you're talking in your conversations before the challenge, before you invite people in. Now, the main reason why I definitely would say that you want to bring them into a different group other than what was already talked about it gives you a reason to collect email addresses if you haven't already. So, and it also is a micro commitment by people leaving that Facebook group and going into an actual registration page. There's a psychological trigger that happens at that moment that they feel that they're committing to something versus, oh, this is, just hap- this is something that's happening in a Facebook group that I belong to. Well, I belong to 200 Facebook groups. I don't even know if this is going to show up at my feed or not. <laughs> so... What that does as well is it allows you to have consistent messaging between the platforms because now that they actually hit your registration page for that, whether they do participate in a challenge or not, most likely if you're doing Facebook ads, you have a pixel, it's pixeled and you can retarget a message the same day that you're sending an email, the same day that you have the thing dropping in the group. Because what you want to do is you can, because not everybody's going to see the notification on Facebook. Not everybody's going to see the email. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to see the ad. But when you have all three giving the same exact message on the same day, you win. Mm-hmm. How many of you have been through more advanced setup challenges where you got the email, you saw the ad, and you also participated in the chat? Like they, no matter where you turn, they were making sure you knew this step of today's challenge was happening. Yeah. What a lot of people rely on is they're hoping that Facebook is going to remind everybody that there's a challenge happening right now. Well, they're seeing what their friend just ate last night and who's arguing about what hot topic today. And like you want those micro commitments because you then can reach them in different mediums and have the same exact message each day. So now outside of that, from a sales standpoint, just one thought, because I could go on a long time on this and I'm, and I'm sorry, is that...
2: Never be sorry. I love this. Yeah, <laughs>
1: so, you know, the old saying, you'll always be closing, always mm-hmm. be seating, right? So you, in presentations, you, you have what's called a tie-down question, okay? And tie-down questions is where you get your audience to agree with your framework, your thought, your idea. So what you wanna do is in your delivery each day, get them to destroy an old limbing belief. Let's say one of those is like, hey, you know, you're, we're all busy moms, right? Now one of the things is we should reward ourselves, right? Does everybody agree with that? Not, doesn't that make sense to you? That we should make a decision to reward ourselves. Say yes if you believe you should reward yourself, okay? Now by them saying yes, they just said something in affirmative, in advance, they just said yes. They just agreed in the affirmative. Now that's a tie down question. And they just agreed in the midst of your content that they should invest in themselves,
3: mm-hmm.
1: which good. then makes it an easier sell on day four and five.
2: Especially with parents, especially you with moms.
1: Can, you can bring them back to remember, because in your clothes and then your presentation, you can bring them back and start hitting. You know, we work. We did so much this this week, ladies. Just say yes again. Like we are here for ourselves. We believe in ourselves. We're over. Yep. So yep. yeah, Craig is NLP. NLP yeah. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Melissa's uh, NLP practitioner <laughs> certified. So, yep. so and I've always learned NLP from a sales standpoint. So, it, but what it is is if you do these tie down questions, you're getting them to say these micro commitments. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, and they're so in the midst of your content you 're getting them to agree and empower themselves that they 're old limiting beliefs, so what you 're doing is you handle objections inside of your presentation, mm-hmm. so you destroy the objections before the people have a chance to ask them. And when you do that, you're going to see conversions incredibly increase and go through the roof because you're not, because people have already sold themselves by time they get to the end because you already eliminate the objections before they had the chance to verbalize them. Because for some reason, they're gonna be like, wow, you really get me because you already tore down these limiting beliefs before you went into the sale right because really you're selling the entire time. So, sorry, I'll get off.
2: (laughs) No, you're good. And do you mind if I really quickly add something to that?
1: Yeah.
2: So, something I did that may benefit all of y'all listening in is, I live in Texas now, so y'all is like a thing. I'm from (laughs) New York, I'm sorry. So, what I did is I made a list of all the objections of my ideal seeker. And then right next to that, in a separate column, I did a story of someone that I've actually helped. And so, I've been seeding stories and I plan to do more of them next week. So just something to keep in mind that way you have a story bank and you have the objection and you know, it kind of all ties in. Thank you.
1: I love that.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, then join us on our free live zoom calls twice a month. You'll get to ask your membership questions and hang out with awesome membership owner peeps. Just sign up to be notified at membershipsmastermind.com.